plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are locked on Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with that, welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I am your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is Friday, September 23rd. We have a great episode. I'm going to play some Dak Prescott audio from his weekly press conference as well as some Malik Collins who has paved his way into the starting lineup. Expect Malik Collins to start at nose tackle Sunday night against the Bears next to Terrell McClain, who is playing a lot of three technique, and Jack Crawford and Tyrone Crawford, the 45 million man the Cowboys paid to play three tech early on in his career, will also be uh, starting at in now. So, got a great show, and I hope you tuned in yesterday, locked on Cowboys, went with Locked On Bears, my man Arthur Arkish of Locked On Bears, and we broke down the entire game Sunday night. It, you don't need to go anywhere else. We cover the teams daily. We know the teams inside and out. So that's the best insight you're going to get, and we even made some predictions. So make sure you check out yesterday's podcast if you haven't already. But let's jump right into defense you know, defense has been a big, big story all year for the Cowboys. Can this team generate a pass rush? They have a bunch of no-name guys, relatively no-name guys to non-Cowboys fans, to football fans around the country. No proven sack rusher. And they went into the season with Orlando Skandrick leading the team with nine and a half sacks. And I think Rod Marinelli talked a lot yesterday about why he wanted to move Tyrone Crawford to the end spot. It's more to do with Terrell McClain and how he's kind of emerged as the under tackle, what they call the three technique tackle, which is a very important position in Rod Marinelli's Tampa 2 scheme. After all, this is the position that uh, Warren Sapp played. So, so a huge, huge uh, important position, and Terrell McClain's playing well. Malik Collins looks pretty good at the nose tackle. Here's what Malik Collins had to say the other day. Notice what have you seen just based on how much of the preseason that you weren't available for in terms of speed or difficulty? Uh, I feel like I place the best offensive line in practice every day. So, you know, uh, to see a nice speed that they work with and high drills, really, you know, I, I feel like I've been prepared for the game. So. Do you feel like you've fully caught up from your injuries and everything like that? I, I think so. I'm just still working to get better every day, so whatever I can do to keep improving is what I'm trying to do. Is there anything you have to do for your foot treatment-wise, rehab-wise, besides this ice or whatever? Or a plate muscle. Yeah. When you look at this defensive line, I mean, so they move Tyrone around. I mean, 
you have a lot of pieces that can play different spots. How much of a how's that benefit you guys up front? Uh, with everybody being able to play different things, uh, it's real helpful. You don't have to call a specific guy; you can call anybody to go in there and you know, to get the job done. How comfortable do you feel playing either the one or the three technique and going back and forth? I feel good. I feel good. Just keep keep practicing. You feel better, more comfortable at one right now? I feel, I feel the same at both. Same at both. But I can work on a lot at both of them. All right, that was Malik Collins, uh, a man of few words, as you can tell. But he has really progressed, and the Cowboys like what he's done. He... He didn't do a lot in training camp because of a foot injury, but he's been back now, and he's really made his mark. He's made an impression. So expect big things out of the third-round pick out of Nebraska. And let me remind you, this is Locked On Cowboys of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please go check out other Locked On podcasts. Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson covers all the big topics, all the big news around the league. Locked On Fantasy is your must-stop if you play fantasy football, which I know a lot of people do, go there, get get some insight, know who to sit, know who to start, and go check out Locked on Bears. Locked on Bears with Arthur Arkish, must listen to, especially with the Cowboys primetime game coming up Sunday night. So make sure you check out all the Locked on podcasts. Every team has an insider with the team on a daily basis. You're not going to find a better podcast covering any NFL team other than right here at Locked On. So that was Malik Collins, and you heard he feels comfortable going between the one-tech or the nose-tackle position and the three-tech, the under-tackle position. And, and so does Terrell McClain and Tyrone Crawford, for that matter. So the Cowboys, at the end of the day, Rod Marinelli is going to mix and match and try and find the best four players he can put out there and right now it just happens to be four guys who a lot of people thought would play defensive tackle in Tyrone Crawford and Jack Crawford on the ends and then McLean and Collins on the inside so you got the Crawfords on the outside McLean and Collins inside and that worked well for them against the Redskins last Sunday we'll have to see if it works that as well this week against the Bears and uh, from a defensive and now let's kind of switch to offense I promise Dak Prescott audio uh, you know he talked for a good a good while I figure since he's his quarterback y'all probably want to hear from him more than me but so I'll, I'll just kind of play uh, his press conference from the other day and, and as you can tell the guy is, gets it he's ready he's poised and, uh, you know, he, he's looking for win number two. Dak, what did you do between game one and game two? Did you think differently in terms of preparation? Uh, no, I really wouldn't say anything uh, drastically different. Uh, for the main, most part, two of the coaches gave me. Studied, uh, studied my butt off, watched a lot of film. Uh, tried to go out there and uh, do the game plan. I presented game plan on the field as best I could. Where'd you see yourself improving? I think just, I guess you say accuracy for one, um, just consistently uh, over the whole game. Uh, Make good decisions, did some good things uh, to get us some first downs and some uh, important drives. Uh, but uh, the offense, you, know, you got great players around me like I do. It helps. Jack Green was talking about how 
accuracy for rookies is, is so difficult because the windows are different and the type of patterns are so different. And, and he and some of your teammates have pointed to how accurate you are. What have you done to address that and maybe be a little ahead of the curve there? Than a lot of guys? Uh, just one for one, I mean, I speed my feet up for one. Uh, and I think if you're ahead of the game uh, mentally, if you know what's going on mentally, you know what the defense is giving you, you know your guys are going to be, that gives you a jump to kind of anticipate or just get the ball out on time. Uh, and then just have great receivers that are making plays and a great offensive line protecting. How quickly did you learn Beasley's a guy that could win for you? Uh, probably the first week that I was drafted. Um, I watched Beasley. We'll talk about Beasley, how good he is, how quick he is. Uh, he's a guy who gives him the ball in space and make things happen. Is it hard to find him at all? There's so much traffic down there. And it... uh, no, nah, he finds a way to get open. Beasley's always open. Dak, did you ever imagine your stat line after two games? No touchdown passes and no picks either. Uh, yeah, I mean, stats are anything I really I care too much about. Uh, as long as we're, we're winning um, every week, that's all I care about. So I'm just going each and every game trying to give my team a chance to win. It'd be nice to throw some touchdown passes, uh, but as long as we're scoring is all I care about. When did you come down from the high of winning your first pro game? Uh, probably when I woke up the next day. Uh, you gotta, you got to bounce back and got to prepare quick for the next team. Uh, so it's been all Chicago this week. When you went back and looked at the film of that uh, the game-winning drive, what you learn from that experience? What you take from that experience? Uh, just, I mean, something I think I've done well at all throughout camp is playing each play for itself. Uh, there's a lot that goes in each play. Uh, there's a lot that went in that big third-down conversion. Uh, I had to change his protection. Some receiver, receiver Beasley made a great play. Uh, and I mean, that is just a team effort. Everybody has to do their job, and everybody did their job on that, uh, that last drive. It didn't look like it from the outside. Did your heart rate raise at all in that moment? Uh, no, I mean, at that moment, I um, wanted to go down there and score. knew it was important, but then again, wasn't sure if I was going to have to come back out and a couple of minutes later and do it again. So uh, just, just live in the moment. What did you learn about the red zone that makes it so hard to score? down there. I mean, what do defenses do that? Uh, yeah, the, in college? I mean, the guys are bigger, the guys are faster. I guess that's the difference in college. Uh, and the, the field's wider than it is longer at that point, so they can cover a lot of ground. They can uh, they can do well, but I think I missed some throws in the red zone. I go back on film and watch. I missed a couple of touchdowns I could have had, so things I'll get cleaned up and fixed and hopefully get in the end zone. Which was a witten on one of them? Uh, yeah, you watch the film just like I do. We scored, we scored. That's why I said as long as we score, I don't really care, but those, those opportunities, I gotta, I gotta make a pay. Anything special about playing in your first prime time NFL game this weekend? Uh, no, I mean, it's NFL every game is prime time to me. But I mean, Sunday night, yeah, it's a little different, I guess. Uh, be a little special. I'm just excited to go out there and uh, be with those guys and just play football. Was it a concerted effort to find Des earlier? Did he just do a better job getting around Breland this week? Uh, no, I wouldn't say um, it was anything particular that we did. It was just more moving him around uh, from outside to inside and just in different formations. And uh, it was just the plays that were called, and he was open uh, at the right time, the right read. Did you see from earlier to after this second game? Uh, Des has been great uh, since I've gotten here, <laughs> since his one catch last week, to his catches this week. What did you learn about Chicago? Say again? What have you learned about Chicago now? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Chicago, they're, they're a tough defense. I mean, we know they, they got some injuries. They're probably banged up a little bit, but uh, they're going to put their best guys out there. Uh, and we're preparing just the same way as we did the last two weeks uh, for a good team. Four of you guys from the senior bowl might be starting this week. Percet, uh, Kessler, Wentz, and you. Do you guys keep up with these guys at all? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think we kind of talk more throughout the offseason uh, than anything. Uh, I haven't, haven't spoken to any of them since uh, since everything started going uh, for the most part. But I uh, know them all well. Wish them all luck. I mean, it's pretty unusual to see four rookies starting anyway, but all you guys were in that same game, even if you're on a different team. To say that rookies don't really need a lot of time now or is just the way things have happened? It's just the way things uh, happen, the way things planned out. I mean, I had two injuries in front of me. Brissett had the same way. 
Uh, Tesla had the same way. I mean, just uh, an opportunity. We've got to take advantage of them. Aside from the being open, why do you think you two have such a good rhythm right now? Uh, I mean, it's more just plays that are being called. And like you said, him getting open. These guys that, uh, that I always believe he's open. Uh, he's shifty. He's fast. He does a great job. Uh, and he's, he's, a, he's a good football player. Rookie had success against Chicago last week. Can you talk about that? Uh, yeah, he did. Carson did a uh, great job uh, all the way throughout the game. First drive, getting out there and moving up and down in two minutes. And uh, it's good to see that. Uh, and good just to, to watch that film. Obviously, I'll break it down and study it um, and, and take some things from that game. Uh, but he did a good job. How much pride do you take? And really, you step along the way. You've talked about this before, high school, college, and now you've, you've stepped in when it wasn't especially expected and exceeded expectations because it wasn't expected at that point. How much pride do you take in exceeding expectations and doing things right out of the bat? I just take a lot of pride in what I do and my job. Uh, my job is to play quarterback for this organization. I just prepare each and every day to go out there and do my best. Uh, so that's more of what I take pride in. Uh, and I've got, like I said before, I've got great coaches, great teammates that are surrounding me that are allowing the success to happen. No gratification when people on the outside are going, wow, how is this guy doing this at this stage? Uh, no, I mean, not really. I have great, I have high, high expectations for myself, uh, a lot greater than this and what things are going on now. Uh, so, I mean, I want to continue to get better uh, and I guess continue to give you guys stories, but my expectations are very high for myself. So, this is so you don't think you, you, this is just, you feel this is just the first step of what? Uh, yeah, as I said before, I mean, I feel like I belong here. Uh, this isn't, this isn't a dream or I'm not like wild every day. This is, I feel like this is where I belong, so i got to continue to get better. So you don't feel like you've exceeded expectations? Uh, I mean, I pay attention to my expectations for myself uh, more than anything, uh, probably more than what the, my coach's expectations for myself, my teammates, uh, you guys. Uh, it's all about how I feel after games, uh, what I do, what I need to feel like I need to do to get better. Uh, it's, uh, I'm very, very tough on myself when it comes to that. Tony so to be was able clear. to travel for this game. How much did it help to have Coach Tony on the sidelines? Uh, yeah, Tony's been great. Uh, I said in the first game, and especially this game, he just uh, is a great resource for me to have on the sideline. Provides me with a lot of information, uh, a lot of uh, positive feedback. So to be clear, you haven't met your own expectations yet? Uh, no, I mean, my expectations uh, are really for each and every game just to win. Go out there and do my best. Uh, so, I mean, I guess for last game, I could check that win book off the list. Uh, but... Uh, I'll, I'll go back and evaluate at the end of the season, and that's when I kind of see what my expectations left for myself. You go through the first game, and, and you didn't throw an interception. You go through the second one, now people start talking about the streak of passes that you've thrown without throwing interception. Does the pressure mount to not make that mistake? No, not at all. I mean, I just go out there and I play the game. I don't think about not throwing interceptions. I think when you, you put the interception in your head and try to not throw one is when they usually happen. Uh, sometimes not your fault. It's a tip ball. So, I mean, at any point, a tip ball, a ball could come off of somebody's helmet or hand and they get intercepted. So, uh, it's not anything I worry about. I just go out there and play my game. How much more the playbook was? All right, that was Dak Prescott. You heard quite a bit from him. And, and I, my takeaway, the biggest takeaway I thought from Dak Prescott this week was – him not feeling like he's exceeded expectations. Of course, everyone knows the Cowboys are beyond thrilled with what he's done and what he's meant to this team so far, his ability to prepare as a pro, his ability to handle the moment. No stage is too big for him. And I did a story first week of the year about Dak's upbringing and kind of how he got that poise. He's always been comfortable with who he is, what he is, and, and you, you've seen that carry over into the pro, and now he's handling himself like a professional, and, and you can tell he is he is very, very committed to uh, getting the Cowboys wins, and I think 
looking ahead to Sunday, my prediction, I think the Cowboys do win it. I think they win it 27-17. The Bears are not a great defense, but the red zone D has been better. And as you heard Dak say, and just Jason Winton talked about it this week, the Cowboys need to convert those red zone opportunities, field goals into touchdowns. The Bears actually have done a decent job of that. So I think the Cowboys will have to settle for a couple field goals, but eventually I think they're going to pull away in the second half and win 27-17. So that's my prediction. Hope you all enjoy the game Sunday night. I will be back Monday with some post-game reaction, Monday morning quarterbacking with, uh, and I'll have some sound from the locker room, and, and Monday morning quarterbacking, what went right, what went wrong, and uh, early look ahead to week four. So until uh, Monday, have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. This is Drew Davison of Locked On Cowboys. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.